Content warning for drug use. Hello and welcome back to the Billy's Cheers Club. On our last segment, we talked about Save Rock and Roll by Followed Boy. And now it's time for Live Love ASAP by ASAP Rocky. So some background, uh, ASAP Rocky, born Rakim Myers, uh, grew up in Harlem and also sometimes the Bronx. Uh, early on, he was involved in, he started, you know, getting into rap and fashion a little bit, but uh, and also a little bit of drug dealing. Uh, his father and older brother both unfortunately died when he was just barely a teenager, so his early life was pretty unstable. But he ended up joining a sort of artistic collective around Harlem called the ASAP Mob, founded by ASAP PMs that was like, Rappers and producers, music video directors, fashion guys. One of their big claims to fame is that they were dressing in skinny jeans in 2005, a.k.a. the era of oversized you know, white t-shirts. So that was, I guess that's something. Uh, <laughs> he gets more into rap and apparently like also, I think he did some jewelry at some point. Then it starts, you know, building buzz as a rapper. And then in 2011, he finally... How to save you mixtape, the one that we'll be talking about today, Love Love ASAP, and starts to really develop himself in the, you know, the internet online cloud rap scene, because he works with two of the big producers for that, Clams Casino and Space Ghost Perp, who are both on this album. And then he starts to make connections with the mainstream as he also signs up. He uh is the opening act for tours with both Drake and Rihanna, and also ends up like being able to organize the Posse Cut One Train, which features like Action Bronson, Yellow Wolf, uh, Joey Bade, Danny Brown, Big Crit, and Kendrick Lamar in 2013. Uh, founds his own record label imprint, does some fashion stuff. And overall, things are going pretty well. Uh, sadly, in 2015, ASAP Yams dies. And we can cu- you can hear more about the ASAP Mob side of his story in the pre- early on episode about where we talked about uh, In the Airplane Over the Sea and Ferg Forever. Hint, go listen to that album. It it could use some love. It's it's not people people don't want to listen to a seventy five minute podcast episode. But if you would try, it is really anyway. I'm I'm not talking to you, I'm talking <laughs> to the listener. But anyway, that is a tangent. And so yeah, after that, his music starts getting more experimental and introspective, like a at long last ASAP and testing. And he starts to you know get more into fashion, and listen to music. His music gets more sporadic also. And uh, since then, he's been in more projects like. Uh, like I mentioned, the fashion. Also, he is now in a relationship with Rihanna, and they're going to have some babies. And also, he got arrested in Sweden because some guy was apparently trying to attack the people that he was going around with. And then it, that got then President Donald Trump to tweet, free ASAP, ASAP. So that's that's all the thing that happened. And yeah, so yeah, this is his debut mixtape, besides apparently a mixtape called Deep Purple, but no one really cares about that because it wasn't very popular or good yeah what what'd you think of it so i thought it was really interesting because i obviously know asap rocky because i'm fresh out of college um yeah. and he's just insanely popular but i listening to this album had only heard one song prior to and i think it was peso yeah and uh other than that, every single song was new to me. So I was actually very surprised by that. Um, I at first took kind of like a, a harsh kind of listening to this album because I thought like the three main themes of this album were like women, weed, and lean. And I was like, there's not that much there. But then 
I, I did some, um, more research on it and like learned a little bit about him and his background. And he was like 20 something when he released this album and it was like his first mixtape. And I was like, okay, that makes a lot more sense. Like 23 <laughs> years old, of course, that's what you're thinking about when you're in this scene. And so I kind of like took a step back and I, I really appreciated like the confidence and charisma that he has in like every single song. He's just very, just like, I'm here, I'm me, I'm doing my own thing. And I kind of started to dig it after a while, after I kind of like looked more into the background of it and started to um, actually try to understand where he was coming from in the songs. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. That, I, I will say that that is a fair criticism. Uh, it's I guess it's starting on a negative foot, but yeah. As, as a rapper, on this album at least, he does tend to go on very well-traveled hip-hop roads about, like you said, drugs and women, and also occasionally, like, I have cool clothes and, like, I have criminal connections. And so it's... The real crime, though, is that he's not particularly creative with his punchlines, which is obviously worse mm. than misogyny. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah we... So that that is a fair criticism to on the first foot but yeah uh did you have any particular tracks that you liked yeah so here let me go to my notes um i really liked uh like the flow in sandman i don't know what it is i'm really into outros apparently but i i really liked that one i liked that it wasn't more of one of the popular songs um I also really liked Peso, but I feel really basic saying that. Um, and I really Peso like in Peso. Yeah, I like it. But is that one of the more popular ones? I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was a single. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I love how he does, like, ABC lyrics. I don't know what to yeah. call them. But I love when people do that. Like, um, this band, I don't know if you would call them a band, but, like, this group called LSD, it's Labyrinth, Sia, and Diplo. They have a song called Genius that does it. And then, like, Jack Harlow kind of did it in, like, his new song. And, like, I'm super into that. I know it's such a trope, but I think it's so cool. And I love it. Um, I really liked uh, Houston Oldhead, too. I really like that it kind of tells the story of him because he... Another huge focus of this album for me that I noticed was he kind of goes back and forth between his, like influences of like Harlem where I think he grew up right yeah. and then uh Houston which is where he gets like a lot of his like southern style from and that song he really um kind of talks about like the story of him being in Houston and learning from these rappers and I I really liked that it kind of told a story and wasn't filled with all this like bravado um and it felt a little bit more real to me and I so I really liked Houston old head too yeah, Houston Oldhead is definitely one of the big classics from this one. Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. Like, you know, him taking in, you know, like, just like you say, you know, the narrative and being like, you know, you know, people need mentors. And so it's like, hey, that's cool. That's a cool yeah, thing. Totally. What, what about you? Gosh, this, I will say, I have a lot of favorites just because this is one of the big ones from my college days. Oh, uh, yeah. 
I'll just sort of list them off because there's probably going to be like five. Uh, Palace, Peso, mm -hmm. Base, uh, Brand New Guy, Trilla was fun. Actually, Trilla was just fun for the beat, not really the verses weren't great. Yeah, like you said, I have on uh, Trilla in my notes. The only note I have written is Attack of the ASAPs. Because there's like <laughs> three of them on that one, right? <laughs> That's the only thing I wrote yeah. in my notes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We can get into that. Uh, yeah. Leaf was good. Oh, yeah. Oh, I liked Leaf, too. Yeah. Yeah, there's just... I had... Um, Leaf had one of my favorite lyrics, which I, I wrote down because I really liked it. He has, like... Um, he says, like, half of the other side don't live it. They push play. I was yeah. like, wow. Okay, fair. I get it. Yeah, because I was listening through the album and I was like, meh, like, because um, I, I agree, I think I would have really liked this album in college and now that I, I'm more out of it, um, I didn't really relate as much. And then I heard that lyric and I was like, okay, like I need to try to understand this man better. And then when I started to put it into that um, perspective, the album made a lot more sense and I was actually able to enjoy it a lot more. And I kind of got into that mentality and I really, really liked it after that. Yeah, I think what yeah, definitely that line from one of the main attractions. I'm I'm not a big enough fan of the main attractions to know which one is which, but yeah, they were really fun presents to sort of contrast with Rocky because like you had mentioned, he's, you know, very smooth and charisma focused, but they're, you know, mm. a little bit more ragged and funky. The two spectra sides of the weed spectrum. But, <laughs> yeah. Another a couple other things that are really big that are also sort of the keys of why I really like the album for this is one, Clams Casino's production is, on this one is phenomenal with that, you know, drippy, oversaturated vocal and the monk drums. Mm. It's just, you know, this really cool psychedelic atmosphere that like carries over to a lot of the other beats, even the ones that aren't by Clams himself still have that general atmosphere of, you know, drippiness that's really cool. And also, totally. Rocky's and also Rocky's first, you know, I, he is definitely, you know, one of the most, you know, confident rappers overall. But, like, he also explores a lot of his insecurities about, like, being a region-denying hipster bait rapper, basically, on this one. And, like, that was really intriguing to see. And it kind of pops up a lot of times. Like, he is, even though a big part of his appeal is... That he's, you know, connects with the internet and alternative and indie kids, like, as can be evidenced by the fact that he's worked with, like, Lana Del Rey and Santa Gold and Tame Paul as much as he had with, like, Candy Brown. But he's also, but he's also like, does that mean I'm not a real rapper? And also, like, as much as he loves the, you know, Houston and Memphis rap, he's all, and also Louisiana, he's also very insecure because New York is so emphatic on, you know, New York, man, we're the best at the hip hop. And so him, you know, coming yeah. from that, and then, but also still having this deep love of the other scenes and using more of their styles than the Harlem styles. He, he he does honestly seem a little bit, you know, he's kind of on edge sometimes about it more than he is, you know, assured in his identity. And so that was a little interesting. That's a random tension I noticed that like puts him. In no, no, no. I I really like that because um yeah yeah when I was listening to this album I was like wow if there is one word to define this man it is confidence um but yeah actually that makes a lot of sense um i don't remember the song but he like mentions kanye and um lil wayne and kind of like 
his insecurity of like, don't um, compare me to them. Like he's something different. And yeah, that actually makes a ton of sense. And I really like that. It's got to be hard because like being from the East coast, I know how intense New York can be. And like the coasts <laughs> in general of like LA is LA and you got to be from LA a hundred percent or like New York is New York and you got to be from New York a hundred percent. So I can't even imagine like on such a global scale, taking such a risk by coming out with this kind of like melting pot of rap sounds, honestly. So yeah. fair. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Hmm. Did you, um, find ASAP? Like how did, how did you find his music? Do you I, remember? Like, generally, mm. Cause like personally, I, I heard like really popular songs at like parties and then kind of went back backwards from there. Gotcha. Well, you you knew me in college. I was I was not at parties. I was I am a nerd. <laughs> I, I think it was. I don't remember particularly for Rocky. It was one of two ways. It was either I was you know looking up online. Okay, who are you know popular rappers to try and figure out? Because I was getting into hip hop, but I had no idea. Because mm. again, sheltered childhood. So mm. I was like, oh, this ASAP Rocky guy's real big. And then I started listening. I was like, nice. Or either that or it was like one of the random people in my dorm recommended him. And I was like, nice. <laughs> okay. Yeah, totally fair. That's, that's interesting. I always, I'm always intrigued by how people find certain artists. Cause I, I find that most people actually remember like the first time they heard an artist song. Um, and yeah, I actually really liked going backwards with ASAP. Cause I think sometimes I get caught up in like the hip hop of like, what is this person's like most popular song? And then I just listen to that one. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I'm a fan of, I don't know, like Jay-Z, but then I've only heard like 99 problems. Um, and then, so I always have a lot of fun, like actually getting to delve into their music and kind of like learn more about them. So this was actually a super fun project for me. Yeah. Yeah. So thanks man. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Have you noticed like, um, has your opinions changed as you like gotten older with it? Like have you found songs that you liked years ago that you don't like as much now or vice versa? Mm. For all. I think. Because the one big one was, as I mentioned, like noticing the insecurity side. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I don't know. The main other one that like other two that like really changed for me were uh, Kissing Pink and uh, which the main attraction guys versus on Leaf because mm. uh, both of those uh, with the main attractions like I mentioned before they're a lot less smooth and more you know stoner-ish the stereotypical Cheech and Chong way and so I yeah. wasn't as impressed at first but as it went on I was like okay they're pretty good and with Kissing Pink it's more of like a drug ballad and, and ASAP Ferg shows up but it's singing ASAP Ferg which is to say bad ASAP Ferg but I, I've learned to appreciate just how silly he is, even when he's being, even when he's doing a bad rap. Hmm. Huh. Any other parts you wanted to like point out or talk about? Hmm. I'm, I'm like reading through my notes here. Uh, I really liked Demons. I thought that was a really good song. And I think, um, Something that I found interesting about that one was like, I thought that song was really emotional and 
good. And then almost like right at the end, he comes in with a line about like stealing a guy's girl. And um, <laughs> just like, it, it was so interesting. Cause I was like, yes, like deep, real emotion. Like this is great and awesome. And then like we reverted back um, to this earlier criticism that I had. And honestly, like listening to you talk about it now, I think I was unfairly harsh because I just don't think I understood the album the the way I listened to it. I don't think I had the right perspective. Um, I mean, I mean, eh, yeah, I guess. Yeah. You you uh, can you can criticize you know a hip hop guy for you know not being entirely you know doing sort of the same thing and also being somewhat disrespectful towards women because there is a lot of I mean there are songs where it's like hey girl I'm gonna be good to you but also there is a lot of songs about him just being like hey bro I'm gonna steal your girl which is like hey mean to the guy and B what's the girl is just like an object to be one which is like come on come on guys just 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 talk about how well endowed you are and how you're gonna do these nice things. Don't don't make it about a competition. Come on. Come mm. on, people. Do you think that's that is, more just because this was like, I don't know, made over 10 years ago? I mean... Like... I, I don't know, like... There's, you know, been, you know, general undercurrent of, you know, mm-hmm. not being super respectful towards women that it has, I think it has died down a little bit lately because there are so many more prominent lady rappers currently. What's oh, up, totally, Megan Thee Stallion? Yeah. You haven't oh, re- returned my text messages, but, you know, please. <laughs> I DM her about once a month. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Still waiting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, will, yeah, I will... cool. I was just curious on your thoughts because I know you, like, live, breathe music. So I was wondering if you noticed any, like, trend changes. Um I didn't know if this was just like a thing in like older rap. Um, cause obviously like, uh, with social media, we're getting more, um, aware kind of, um, so yeah, I was just curious. Yeah. I mean, misogyny, it's been in rap a while. It's been in people a while. It's, mm-hmm. it's still in people. So, you know, it's not like, so, but there has been a little bit of progress that I can mention. Cool. Down, always down. <laughs> I will, I will also mention because, for Rocky specifically, he has definitely grown a lot more as an artist. Like, he has shown a lot more introspection on his later songs, like Holy Ghost and Changes and uh, Suddenly and such. Like, he has shown that he's more willing to self-reflect now. Like, he's been talking in, like, interviews about how he hopes to raise his kids to not judge other people and to be kind and stuff. It's like, oh, that's cool, Rocky. Yeah, I mean, yeah, when you come out with an album, when you're 23 and then, like, you come out with stuff and you're like, 35 yeah obviously um so i i always think that's cool to look at the juxtaposition of like what people are able to create and then how like not even just how like their ideas in society and culture change but like how their personal style changes and like how their flow changes and how the kind of music they put out changes over the years so i think this is like such a classic like first mixtape release like strong bravado like trying to get your name out there like going hard on the tropes like I like it for what it is. It did good at what it wanted to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Like you say, definitely confident. It's definitely, you know, a very well put together one where he's, you know, a super shirt and he's got a very keen sense of like balancing sort of, you know, 
the vibiness and psychedelia and, you know, just sort of general aesthetic, but also still having that strong, pity hoppity core, you know, he's still, you know, substantial while also being very vibe-oriented, where it's like a very hard balance to strike that more than you would think, like, you know, that's the thing with, like, Travis Scott, sometimes he gets a little bit too much into the vibes. Like, mm. like he does it pretty well. Uh, which is interesting. This is another random tangent, having been a Rocky fan for a while, but I've noticed that, like, his later songs start, albums start to have a problem sort of in balancing because now he's developed this more experimental side, but also sort of the pop side that he broke in with for the mainstream, you know, like, yeah. back with Wild, Wild for the Night and Effing Problems, you know. But he doesn't mm. really like the pop songs, but he's also... So he's tried to go more experimental, but he's not super experimental. So it's sort of weird. But this is like a very well balanced Rocky. It's probably his most overall huh. good album, I would say. Like best debatable, but like most well built, I would say. Do you and think also, that's just, like um why do you think that is? Do you think it's just because like it was his early album and maybe he had like more creative control, or do you think he just got kind of like Lost in the, lost in the, the uh, sauce. Lost in the sauce as he got like more popular and more mainstream. It, it's it's hard to speculate, really. Uh, That's fair. I think, yeah, I guess you know. Overall, with the long live ASAP, you know that being the first studio album, I mean, he just had to make sure that he had some hits just to show that he was worthy of the three million dollars Sony uh, RCA gave him. Then, oh wow! And then the later ones, it's you know trying to play catch up with the experimental scene to some extent. Oh, yeah. Really? This one's just you know, it also helps that Clams Casino did so many of the beats. You know that helps with this. Yeah. And also, this is a really he just has a really fun time with Schoolboy Q on Brand New Guy. Like they seem like such yeah. good friends. I like Schoolboy Q a lot, actually. Yeah. Like he's such a classic voice like you can pick him out of any song ever oh i, would, so I want to see i want to see a buddy comedy with them <laughs> like oh my God. <laughs> is there a music video for that song i want to watch it i want to see them i'm pretty sure together. there is yeah yeah i'm pretty is sure there? Let, me, let me let me look it up i i'm gonna watch that <laughs> i want to say it was either that one or bass which bass was another good song because it has a fantastic production that was one of clams casino's best beats but anyway yeah i wrote down for that one that that i listened to that one a few times i actually downloaded that one and kept it (laughs) oh bass bass (gasps) there is a music video yeah all right adding that to my homework (laughs) yeah but yeah overall live love asap got a few rough edges but overall pretty enjoyable very solid if you're looking for Smooth the music, and also your college freshman who's just finding out what you know. I don't know these college freshmen are into anymore. What do you think? <laughs> Back in our day, uh, in 2016. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Um, yeah, man. Like I can absolutely just see young Caleb just like in a dorm room, like vibing to this um, album. Or like anybody, like that is definitely what this album is for, like hundred percent. I think I took such like a harsh stance to it, which was like not fair at all. And like re-listening to it, and honestly, even like 
doing research into ASAP and then hearing your thoughts on it. I, I think I'm going to re-listen to it because like, yeah. It was fair, reasonably totally. fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But no, still, like, I love hearing the perspective of it because, like, I have such a limited perspective. So I like getting it broadened. And, like, yeah, this is totally the album that you listen to and you're vibing with your friends and, like, need something in the background, but still something, like, super cool to listen to and just, like, oh, yeah. talk about. So, yeah, I, I mm-hmm. really, really liked it. And I mm-hmm. kind of want to listen to his older stuff now and see how he changes the sound because I, I kind of lament that I'm not too sure. Um, like, I don't know, is more uh, experimental stuff. So I kind of want to yeah. look into that. Yeah. yeah. And I shall get back into my fallout boy because I got I to gotta get on these little little Chicago guys and their guyliner <laughs> and be like, hey, fellas. <laughs> guyliner, tell me about this team rebellion that you've got. Uh, it sounds pretty groovy. It's so good. I need to know if they're, like, working on anything else or if they've just kind of, like, faded into the oblivion it's always so hard you know with bands that are like so uber famous i always wonder if they're just gonna like go forever like green day or if they just like drop off and then poof into the ether you know oh oh, green day so so many weird peaks and valleys for green day (laughs) i know Uh, it's crazy (laughs) yeah i'm i'm looking it up now i'd have to see because it looks like they're they haven't released any new songs since 2019. Yeah, it's been a minute. Oh, yeah. oh, oh they're currently like... on tour. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess that's went... fair. It was COVID, right? Yeah, yeah. They went on tour with Green Day and Weezer. That was that was the big <gasps> thing. Oh yeah, and then the world kind of fell apart for two years there. So okay, fair yeah. enough. <laughs> All right, fair. <laughs> fair. Fine. <laughs> You get a break for the global pandemic. All right. <laughs> what wimps. You know. Hoaxvid19. <laughs> I, I should stop that. COVID-19 <laughs> is real. Very. Okay. okay, I'm going to stop before I say anything else. Thanks for listening to the Billy Shears Club. I'm ASAP, Caleb Clark. And I'm Fallout Dove. <laughs> and thanks for listening to the Billy Shears Club. 